Welcome home, my degenerates. We are finally here. Finally. It's been a long year. I wanted to get this podcast started a lot sooner before football season, but due to COVID, COVID situations all across the world and the U.S., as everybody knows, it was a a touch-and-go process starting this. Uh, Didn't know if we were going to have football or any sports as a matter this season, so, but Needless to say, we're finally here and presenting our first episode for MadHandicapping.com. We will be presenting this episode through Anchor.com and across hopefully all podcast platforms. Uh, Me and Mace will come directly to you to bring you all the latest sports analytics uh, and good bets coming up for NFL this week is week 11. So we will go straight into that here shortly and cover all the games going on this week, uh, getting ready to dive into Thanksgiving football. Uh, hope all is well with everyone at home and hope y'all can uh, get comfortable and listen up and get ready to make some money with us uh, here at Mad Handicapping. We're here with one goal and one goal only, and that's to make not only us, but y'all the viewers and the listeners as much money as possible. And let's beat these books and uh, tune in every week. We'll have episodes and more updates throughout on the website and on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's me and Mace. First up, we got Philadelphia Eagles visiting Cleveland Browns. Browns minus two and a half, over under 47. Go ahead. You know, both teams had guys come back last week. One slightly more important than the other. Nick Chubb came back and ran it all over Texans. And he looked good, man. Him and Kareem, dynamic duo in that backfield. They ran for almost 200, 250. Chubb could have had a touchdown near the end if he hadn't stepped out of bounds. And with the Eagles, you got Alshon Jeffrey coming back. One target, zero catches. Not quite as helpful for that offense. Um, yeah, I'm really looking at the Browns this week. Eagles, they're leading the NFC East, but that just means they're the best of the worst. Um, that division hasn't shown me much this year, and I fully expect Browns to keep making the NFC East look bad and have a good performance this weekend. <laughs> Agreed. I think it's big to have Nick Chubb back. Now, not to say Kareem Hunt wasn't having a good year because he was definitely probably playing better than your average back on most teams. They could have used him as a starter. So to have him as your your one-two punch with uh, Nick Chubb, the monster he is, as you've seen him break off that big run last week. But him sliding or running out of bounds happened to pop a lot of people's um, spreads last week. They were giving up four and a half and only covered with three or didn't cover. But uh, a big thing for me in this game is that Cleveland has had three straight home games and a bye week. So that's they've been at home for a little over a month now during a rough season where lots of teams are having to do lots of travel, lots of protocol and precaution due to, you know, COVID circumstances and this and that. Uh, so being home for a month is huge for a team. And uh, if any team would need it more, it would be Cle- – no one would need it more than Cleveland to say. Agreed. Um, Cleveland also a fun little stat for them, a trend. They are eight and one straight up as home favorites, which they are. They are last two games. They've had severe weather, uh, not a lot of scoring, rain, super high winds, not good chances to throw the ball, especially for a quarterback like Baker Mayfield who struggles with those and other things. Um, 
Another uh, good stat, if you want to look at this game for betting purposes, is uh, Philadelphia, I believe, is the fourth team in sacks this year, quarterback pressure. But they are almost dead last in blitz percentage. They don't blitz very often, but they get their sacks. So you can best believe that that front line is going to be causing lots and lots of trouble for Baker Mayfield and company. Which is worth noting, the Eagles haven't been great, but their D-line is a bright spot on that team. And that could counteract some portion of the Browns' offense and their scheme, what they want to get done. So you might need a Baker to show up this week to get a good game and to get the Browns to cover. But, you know, I'm sticking with the Browns. I think they'll find a way. Baker might have to put some on his shoulders this week. But, I, you know, I still like Browns. Eagles haven't shown me a ton this year. And Carson Wentz, he's looked bad, man. He's just throwing that ball up. Um, I I don't know if I expect Deshaun Jackson to ever play another down in the NFL. <laughs> Alshon, yeah, he's back, but he doesn't look good. And you got Travis Fulgham, number one. He's looked good. He has looked good, yeah. but that's going that's forward. Scary. That's not who you want for your franchise, number one. And Carson Wentz, I, just, I have a really hard time taking the Eagles this game. I do, too, and I actually have a best bet this week on the Cleveland Browns if you can snag them at minus 2.5 and and even up to minus 3. For my line, I have this at easily a minus 3.5 game. That month, man, at home is just huge. And like I said, if there's any team that needs it, it's Cleveland. And I have a feeling they're going to come into this game and just focus heavily on the run, which, don't get me wrong, Eagles got a good defense, but no one's been able to stop the two-headed monster of Chubb and Hunt yet. So I don't see the Eagles doing it. I see Browns getting the job done. 27-21 Browns. That's mine. Yeah, I'm, Browns were not one of my best bets this week, but I strongly agree with that, and I, I like their odds. I think if you're looking to make a bet this week, Browns are definitely a safe one and one that should end up paying out some money for you. Love it. Let's go to the next one. Next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons visiting the New Orleans Saints. Saints giving up minus 3.5 over under 49.5. Go ahead. You know, I'm. let me start this off by saying I am so sorry to all my fantasy players who picked up Jameis early on this week. Might have spent some fab expecting him to be the starting QB. He is not. They give Taysom Hill the nod, which, you know, I love Jameis, man. Inaugural 30-30 club member. That's big. Not. I don't think any other starting QB is going to get the chance to throw 30 picks again. So he might be only 30-30 club member for a while. But I got to be honest, I like Taysom Hill with their offense, how it's looking this year. Not looking great for Saints wide receivers moving forward. But I think Kamara in the backfield with Taysom Hill, they can do some damage back there, that read option. Taysom Hill, not a proven passer, but you've seen this year and years past, he can run. He's a gadget guy, and I think that it's going to be a good day for the Saints. If they can, that defense can show up, maybe cause a couple turnovers, make Matt Ryan uncomfortable, I think Saints can pull this one off even with Taysom Hill at QB. Yeah, man, uh, I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to have a lean here towards Saints at home minus three and a half. I know I see a lot of money coming in on Falcons. But, uh, you know, I have an interesting stat. Breeze, since 2017, has missed five games. It might be 2018, check me. But uh, he's missed five games. During that span, Teddy Bridgewater started all five games, and they went 5-0. and Now, I'm not here to say Teddy's not a good quarterback. He's, he's a, a little bit above average quarterback, I'd like to say, in the NFL. But... 
I think that stat alone proves how well New Orleans coaching is, defense, special teams all around, and how they can play without Drew Brees, at least for a short period of time, which at this point looks like he's out for three to four weeks, they said. Yep, minimum three with the IR designation this year. So Saints going to have three more chances to keep that undefeated record without Brees, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and with that, you know, even if Taysom Hill, like you said, he's just an all-around gadget. I mean, that kid's a freaking stud. You know, they paid him all that money like he was going to be the next quarterback for the team. So it was really a shock over the free agency when they grabbed Jameis. I mean, not to say that kid doesn't have talent or an arm on him. You know, he's not scared to throw the throw when he thinks it needs to be thrown. But they paid him all that money, so they're giving him the opportunity as earned, I believe. But you can almost bet your butt if he starts playing bad or if he's not throwing the ball great. And I don't see any crazy weather during this game. Uh famous Jameis is going to make an appearance. You know, we haven't gotten a chance to see post-LASIK Jameis in a full game yet. Yeah. You know, before he had some trouble, that middle of the field, those linebackers gave him trouble. I think post-LASIK Jameis could be a force to be reckoned with, so I agree with you. I think we should definitely see some Jameis packages this week. Taysom Hill obviously gets the nod, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Jameis in there throwing some balls. Yeah, I agree. Um Another little stat for anybody thinking about maybe taking Atlanta. Uh, they are 7-1 and one against the spread their last eight road games. So that is a good key stat if you're thinking about taking them. But like I said, down here we're going to go ahead and lock up a lean for a minus 3.5 on the Saints. Yep, that's what I got. All right, and on to the next. All right, next up we have the Cincinnati Bengals visiting the Washington football team. Washington minus one and a half, over under 47. Let's go. You know, I'm not feeling great about this game, but I feel worse about the Washington football team. I'm happy for Alex Smith, man. He seems like a good guy. He's getting back out there. Hey, good for him. Playing, man. Yeah, I think he's he's got comeback player of the year locked up. This much we know. But, man, that offense doesn't look that great. Defense looks pretty good. I'll give them that. But I, I think this Bengals team's coming along. They're starting to click. Burrow at the helm now. And uh, even without Mixon, Geo's a good pass catcher in the backfield. They got some good threats outside with, man, you got Boyd. You got Higgins coming along. Still got A.J. Green in the mix. He hasn't done a ton, but on any yeah. given day, he's good for a couple catches, maybe a TD. You know, I'm, I like the Bengals against the line this week. I, I'm going to preface, they are my one of my locks. And it's Mike has, bet. that's my best bet. I got Bengals as one of my five. Mike does have some stats to go against me here. But, you know, I'm sticking strong with it. I like <laughs> Bengals this week on the road against Washington football team. I love it, man. Stay strong. Um, yeah, man, I don't really have a bet on this game. If I had to lean, uh, my power ratings tell me Washington is just the better team right now. Not by much, and I'm surely not buying into Alex Smith hype. Very glad to see the guy back in the NFL and playing. But when you throw 400 yards the other night and you don't throw a touchdown, that's scary news for an offense man, and they just seem to not be able to score. Red zone or no red zone, they're not getting it done. So that offense worries me. Wouldn't want to place a bet on them. Cincinnati, on the other hand, obviously a booming offense uh, when it comes to uh, what they were projected to at least do and be a lot better than people thought. Uh, the hype around Joe seems to be 
Seems to be correct. Maybe a little bit warranted. I'd say yeah. warranted. I haven't. I wouldn't Agreed. say he's proved the doubters wrong yet, but you no. know he looks good. Far from it, but yeah. To to have your star wide receiver AJ Green playing like absolute trash out there, and to turn Tyler Boyd into a, a stud this year. You know he's been asking for it. He's been having a couple good years, but under Joe Burrow, he seems to be very comfortable. Yep. Uh, both. You know, well, not both defenses, but since these defense, obviously, that's just that's that's a bad defense. Right it is. There. They're pretty bad. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you there. I'm not looking at the under on this game for the Bengals D, but you know, that's that's a very movable force meeting a stoppable object. And a few quick hitters on the game: Cincinnati, oh sixteen and one straight up on the road. Four one and one straight up versus Washington. Six and two against the spread in their last eight games. That's a big one. That's this year. And Washington, a subpar three, eight and one against the spread this year. And I'd like to point out that that 16 and one for the Bengals. That was before Burrow was at QB. So this, you know, this could be a change of the tide. That is true. That is true. So with that, we have a best bet from Mace on the Cincinnati Bengals plus one and a half visiting the Washington football team. Book it. Put the house on it. <laughs> you heard him. Okay, next up we have the Detroit Lions visiting the Carolina Panthers. Panthers getting two points at home over under 46 and a half. Go ahead. You know, I don't got a strong inclination on this game. Teddy being out this week definitely hurts that offense. You know, it's not a great offense with him. Significantly probably worse without him. But, man, I like that Panthers D. They're building something there. Matt Rule, Baylor grad, Baylor former coach. Scratch that. He's not a Baylor grad. I am. He's not. But, you know, I think that D's building something. And um, they got some threats out there to receiver still. Mike Davis has looked good when CMC's out. And Stafford, he's a gunslinger, man. But I don't know what he can do without receivers out there. You got Galladay out, Amendola out. Still got Hawk. And no Swift. That's, you know, it's going to be a tough sled for him. But, you know, I think they can pull it off. I just, I don't have a strong inclination one way or the other on this game. Yeah, so we actually have a best bet over here on the Detroit Lions at minus two visiting the Carolina Panthers. Uh, a lot of strong points there. Yes, they're missing DeAndre Swift, especially after a big blowout game he had last week. Sorry, not blowout, but he had a blow-up game for him. Good running game, and it, it looked like Car Detroit might have finally found a good a good starter for that backfield this year since they've had trouble with on Johnson since the injury last year. And Adrian is just, I mean, what can you say? The guy's, the guy's a hoss, man, but he's just been banged up and hurt over so long, and, you know, it catches up to you. But uh, the thing is, man, missing Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is just as big a piece almost as, you know, Sorry to say it, but is missing Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he is right now the leader of that offense. He's been making plays day after day, game after game. I mean, you've seen the big third and 18 he made against New Orleans the other week. I think they still ended up losing that game. But, I mean, he brought them all the way back and then made huge conversions at the end of that game. But having him out, I think, is a significant downgrade on their ratings. I had to bring them down about three points. It looks like P.J. Walker will get the go-ahead start this week for them, and he, if you watched him earlier on this year before COVID when XFL was still going, he was looking like the MVP runner-up this year. I mean, he was playing lights out, but as we know, XFL, completely different game than the National Football League. I mean, this is real deal football. This is real defense you're going to see over here, and 
I don't know how the kid's going to make it. I don't know how the offense is going to live. And, and God forbid they bring in Will Greer, who threw who knows how many picks last year in the one start or one game he had to come in for a short period of time. But anyways, not only reasons I like Detroit, but they are 5-2 and two in their last seven games against the spread versus Carolina. Carolina is also 0-5 straight up in their last five games. They're 1-8 straight up at home. Detroit, 3-2 and two on the road this year. They are on the road this game. And like I said, you know, it's a big thing to watch for fantasy and for betting purposes. Kenny Galladay, Amendola will be out as well as DeAndre Swift. So the offense will see a major slowdown maybe this week. But you got Hawkinson and Williams, who's, uh, or I'm sorry, Marvin Jones Jr. Marvin Jones look good. He's been playing good. So we'll see an under is also probably a good look at this week. They have that at 46 and a half. So take a look for yourselves. All right, next up we have the Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars getting 10 and a half at home over under 46 and a half. Go ahead. Not a ton to say about this game, man. It's maybe if you're a coward and you like money lines, throw the Steelers in your parlay. But, you know, Steelers Steelers should win this pretty handily. I don't know about that line. That's a pretty hefty line. Jags covered their line last week against the Pack. Um, you know, all signs point towards Steelers' offense rolling now that they got Juju, Deontay, Chase Claypool, Mapletron looking good out there. I think that offense with that defense, you know, you pretty much got to lock W with them. By how much? I'm not sure on. Jake Lutton has shown flashes. He looked really good against the Texans. Didn't look quite as good last week, but still managed to cover. Um, yeah, I mean, not a ton to say about it. Yeah, I agree, man. You know, Luton's actually not looking horrible. Didn't have a great game last week, but, you know, he seems poised under there, you know? Yeah. Not having amazing games, not saying he's the next Tom Brady, but the kid looks poised. Not a bad quarterback to hold you over for a while. Um, yeah, not much to say on the game. Uh, this seems to me like a big rest spot for Pitt. Uh, they have a game this Thursday coming up, which will be three, four days after the Sunday night game, or the Sunday game. <clears throat> They're going to be playing Baltimore, which is going to be a huge game for them. So I don't see Pittsburgh paying too much attention to Jacksonville this week. I see them trying to get a little nice lead, control the clock, and rest, and you know do what they're supposed to. Like you said, uh... I don't really see any side or anything interesting in this game to make me want to bet. If I had to take any lean, I might take Jacksonville at home with 10.5. Seeming they covered last week, I know a lot of people, a lot of the public noticed that. Big cover, almost upsetting Green Bay. They'll take notice in that and probably end up putting money on that, so watch the line. But at 10.5, I don't see why Pittsburgh would be trying to play balls to the wall this game when they have to play Baltimore, a hard power run team next Thursday. Smells a bit like a trap game. I agree. I agree. Okay, next up we have the Tennessee Titans visiting the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens minus six at home. Over under is 51. No, beg my pardon. It is 49 and a half. Dive on in. This is an interesting one. You know, both teams had duds last weekend. Titans, I wanted to say, say a dud, but they came in pretty perennial betting favorites against the Colts in that mm-hmm. game on Thursday. Ravens, there's nothing else to call it but a dud. 
Uh, say what you will about the Patriots, starting to look better, but that's a very winnable game, one that they should have won. Um, really, to me, what matters is which team comes out for both. Both have shown flashes of being potential Super Bowl contenders this year. They've had they got star players on both sides of the ball. Um, yeah, I think Titan. I that line's pretty generous for the Ravens. Yeah. Um, Lamar Jackson hasn't looked great this year. Mm-hmm. He hasn't looked bad, but you know after you see that MVP season last year, you expect a lot this year, and his passing hasn't been great. Um, I I have a lean with the Titans on this one. Yeah, you know Baltimore came into the season number two in Super Bowl favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, right behind who other than the Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes, uh, and they have definitely underperformed defense on par as it should be top five top seven defense this year uh and that offense man you know they're run heavy and you know when you've seen them go push almost 200 if not they might have broke 200 rushing yards against pittsburgh steelers and they still could not get the game locked up turnovers i think three by lamar it was Mm -hmm. a fumble and two picks i believe four total i mean you just can't do that and as an nfl quarterback i mean it's just rough to see. And then, then coming off that, you see a loss to New England, a team that's struggled here and there. They're definitely getting it together, I'd like to say, under Belichick uh, the last couple games. But still, it's a team that the Ravens should be able to beat if they're going to be Super Bowl contenders, as spoken about. So this week, I actually have a best bet on the Tennessee Titans getting six points visiting the Baltimore Ravens. A lot of things intrigue me. Uh, we have a couple injuries on both sides of the ball. Uh, big ones for the Tennessee Titans. Humphreys is out. Receiver Dory Jackson, the corner. And you will have Kenny Vaccario, the safety out, as well as their defensive stud, if that's what you ca- want to call him nowadays, Jadavion Clowney. Baltimore Ravens will be missing more than likely Calias Campbell, Brandon Williams, Jimmy Smith, and LJ Fort this week. Both teams seem to be taking a big hit on defense. Uh, I think it hurts the Ravens a little more considering they're a top defense and when you're a top anything in the league, offense or defense, you're very fluid and cohesive together, and you run like a unit. When you're a defense like Tennessee, where you're really not that good, there's not a lot of separation in, in the depth chart. You, you see what I'm saying? You you miss a couple guys there. The backups usually aren't far from it, and that's just my own personal analysis, but that's what I've seen. So I don't think Tennessee's defense really takes a huge downgrade compared to Baltimore's missing the stud, Calias Campbell, down there holding it down and that's not who you want to miss when you're having to go against the freight train Derrick Henry himself and I think that'll leave the play action game especially Jimmy Smith being out wide open for Tannehill where he likes to make his magic happen he's also the number one quarterback this year in garbage time yards so with the six points spread like this one I expect a close game so if Baltimore breaks away I can expect Tennessee to cover come back and still cover that line you know, even if Tennessee doesn't win this game, they keep games close. And that line, Tennessee should be able to keep this game close enough to cover that line. You know, I'm, we got a best bet on this one. I like that best bet a lot. Titans play usually at the level of their opponents. They've had, they had a close game against the Texans. They won. But, you know, they keep games close one way or the other. And with that offense they run, they're not going to blow you out. But they are going to keep it close. This could be a big game for A.J. Brown. With Jimmy Smith out, I like him. He's a big physical receiver, and I could see a big game from him in that play-action passing. Okay, I like that. A few key trends we have on this game. Since 2018, coming off of a loss, Baltimore is 3-7 and against the spread, while Tennessee is 7-7 and against the spread. 
Baltimore in their last 20 home games as a favorite. Big trend right here. They are 7-13. That is huge. That is not good. No, another big reason why we'll be riding with Tennessee is my best bet this week. Lock it in. Okay, next up we have the New England Patriots visiting the Houston Texans. Texans getting two and a half points at home, over under 48 and a half. Yeah, so late news coming out this week. Laramie Tunsil is out for the Texans this week. Mm, He's cornerstone on that offensive line. That Not a great offensive line even with him there. Significantly worse without him. So Texans have been a terrible run team all year. Even with the addition of the stud, David Johnson, who is out currently. So they got Duke Johnson running the backfield alongside Deshaun. Um, yeah, this this is an ugly game for me. I see, I'm preface, I got best bet, best bet alert on the under for this game. We got 48 and a half. I just, I don't see this game hitting it with how the Patriots run their schemes. They brought in Cam Newton. This is a, make no mistake about it, this is a running team. And Texans don't have a great outlook right now with Laramie out, bad running game, bad O-line. Uh, you got J.C. Jackson playing good cornerback for great Patriots. Pro Bowl, J.C. Jackson. Yes, sir. They tried to snub him this year, but they couldn't do it. They can't keep him out. <laughs> so, yeah, I like the under on this one a lot. I don't have a strong inclination one way or another on the spread, but definitely I see this as an under game. And, you know, life is too short to bet the under, but some, they're just they're waiting there for you, and this is one of them for me. I love it. I love it, man. I couldn't agree more. Uh, yeah, I don't see too much in this game. If I had to lean any type of way, it would definitely be the under on a 48.5 for surely. If that crept under 48, I wouldn't like to take it. But, uh, yeah, I see Belichick, man. That team, you know, you want to say they're turning it around off two straight wins, mm-hmm. one being against the Jets, but good win against Baltimore. You know, he knows how to coach. He knows what he's supposed to do. They're run heavy. They're going to control the clock if they can, which I'm sure they will. And uh, they're going to do what they're supposed to do versus the Texans' offense and defense that outside of Deshaun Watson is just pretty much putrid. I mean, it's not even good to watch. No. You know, it, Now that DeAndre Hopkins trade is just looking stupider and stupider by the minute. Uh, one Another key stat I got is Texans 2-7 and seven this year. Only two wins they got same team the Jacksonville Jaguars not what you want to see from that team uh like I said no leans really we got a best bet on it for Mace at under the 48 and a half okay next up we have the Miami Dolphins visiting the Denver Broncos in the Mile High Stadium Denver getting four points at home over under 45 yeah, so let me start by saying the Broncos look bad. Bad, bad, bad. Bad. Dolphins look Dolphins defense is super underrated. They look good this year, man. They're okay. coming along. Tua, Sarah Will, he's looked okay his first two starts. Yep. First one was a little rough against the Cardinals. They got the win. But, you know, this week, I, I like Tua against that Broncos D. They're depleted. Offense isn't great at all. I'm, I got a best bet on this week. I got Dolphins at the line on this. Four. I got Dolphins on that. Um, yeah, not a ton to say. Say what you will about the Broncos missing players. They got Cortland Sutton out for the year. Melvin Gordon's been a big disappointment. Drew Locke hasn't really progressed like you'd hoped. 
But yeah, they're just they're underperforming real bad right now, and Dolphins they're on the upswing. Uh, they kind of had that. A lot of people were concerned about the switch from Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic, I should say, to Tua middle of the year. But you know, Tua's silenced some people. He's looking good. He's looking like he was worth that pick, and I I like the Dolphins this week. Yeah, uh, you know, I think I agree with you. Uh, I don't have a bet on this game. If I had to lean, I'd probably take the Dolphins, or I'd look at that under on 45. Uh, a couple things. Tua, this will be his first game, not only playing in Denver, but playing in the Denver weather, mm-hmm. in the Denver Stadium, which is, we all know, not easy, especially for a mobile quarterback. It might take him a little bit, a couple quarters to get adjusted. I don't see much offense coming out. Dolphins also have had a lot of scoring from their defense and special teams over the last few games, which is something that I think is hard to replicate week to week mm-hmm. and bring back. So I can also see less scoring going off of that. Denver, key trend for you. 13 of their 19, 13 out of their 19 last, out of, out of their last 19 games, the score has gone under when they're at home. So that's a big one right there. Once again, if you want to look at the under, Miami this year, 7-2 and two against the spread, 8-1 and one against the spread in their last nine games when playing Denver, 5-0 and oh against the spread on their last five games on the road versus Denver. So lots of key stats for you. I think we'll be going with Miami this week. Mace has got it as his best bet. Lock it up. Yes, sir. All right, next up, we probably have the worst output of the week. We have the New York Jets visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers minus 9.5 over under 46.5, and and we have a best bet. The Jets suck. I shouldn't even have to say this, but I'm going to. You have to. The Jets are bad. I'm taking the under. Um, Chargers, Justin Herbert's looked really good, man. They haven't found a way to win games yet with him, but that offense is good. The Jets' defense... It might be the best part of their team. So that's why I'm taking the under on this. You know, the Jets offense, there's nothing to rave home about. You still got Frank Gore going up on his 40s in that backfield. But that offense isn't going to do anything. Chargers might do something, but I I can't see it coming towards that over this week. So I'm, I'm hammering the under once again. Yeah, man. Uh, Jets suck, to say the least. I don't want to touch them, have nothing to do with them. Then again, I don't really want to take the Chargers and Anthony Lynn. He is just not a head coach I want on my team. As much talent as that team has, there's a few games I've seen this year where he just could not get the job done. Horrible calls over and over again. I wouldn't take anything if I had to. Under seems like a good bet. Great defense from the Jets, if anything, this year. Eh, maybe not great. Subpar defense this year, if anything. Both offenses seem to struggle, though. One coaching, the other one just seems to not have any talent. Best bet for Mace under this week Jets versus the Broncos I mean I'm sorry Jets versus the Chargers 46 and a half All right next up we have one of the biggest games of the week we have the Green Bay Cheeseheads visiting the Indianapolis Colts Colts home favorites at minus one and a half the over under 51 yeah this this seems like a game Aaron Rodgers has circled on his calendar and this seems like a game one of Philip Rivers' 25 kids has circled on their calendar. <laughs> um, yeah, the Packers, their offense looks really good, and Colts' defense looks really good. This could be an interesting matchup on that side of the ball. Um, on the other side of the ball, Packers' defense doesn't look great, and Philip Rivers and in that Indianapolis offense might even look worse. Um, 
worth noting is Colts have had some injuries, and we're still looking for any source of T.Y. Hilton on the field. But, yeah, it's... M.I.A. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor hasn't really lived up to the hype either so far. He's struggling to find the holes. So, yeah, this is an interesting game. Um, yeah, Packers... I'm, I'm looking for that matchup, Packers offense versus Colts defense. You know, at face value, man, I, I, I'd love to take the Packers. A-Rod just seems like you said, this is a game he's been waiting for, a top defense. It's sort of overrated defense if you look at strength to schedule. Haven't played the greatest offenses in the world, and they tend to not do well if you look at their schedule this year against better passing quarterbacks. and. That's exactly what A-Rod is. He's actually probably the best quarterback statistically this league in the NFL, barring maybe Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so you really want to look at the Packers this week. I don't have any best bets on it. But uh, got some scary trends, though, for the Packers. They are 2-7 and seven against the spread versus Indianapolis their last nine games. They are 4-10-1 and one straight up versus Indianapolis. They are 0-4-1 at Indy which they are also doing this week. So not not a good track record in the past for Rodgers and company. But we know Rodgers having a great year. Phillip Rivers not really leading his offense to a stellar year, to say the least. Jonathan Taylor, he's just not finding the holes, man. He's, he's getting out there. He's trying. But he's just his YPP, man, I think he's averaging about 3.4 yards per play. And it's just not looking good for him. Green Bay's defense, not great, but they're receiving Jari Alexander back from, I think, concussion or maybe the COVID-19 list. Uh, just a lot of things that are pointing towards Indy at home, trend-wise, but it's just hard to bet against the champ himself, man, Rodgers. I mean, he's just a stud all the way around. If you're a stats guy, maybe lean towards Colts this week. If you're a Rodgers fan, maybe don't talk to your family. Look at the Packers this week. <laughs> Agreed, man. But we're going to stay off this game. On to the next. Okay, next up we have the Dallas Cowboys visiting the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings, minus seven home favorites. Over under 48. Let's go. We got the Red Rifle back. Yes, sir, the Red Rocket. Not a ton else to say about the Red Rifle, but he's back. This much we know, so... You know, outlook might be a little better for Cowboys receivers. Maybe you can spread the ball around a little bit, but that doesn't change a ton for me on the line on this game. Um, Vikings starting to play some good football. That offense, 30 carries from Dalvin last week. They're really riding his shoulders. Uh, Kirk Cousins, he might sprinkle a couple things in here and there. He's finding Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Um, but, yeah, this, this spells disaster for that Cowboys defense. Um, Dalvin Cook, top three in my opinion running back in the league right now um he's gonna have a field day against cowboys and kirk cousins if all things go well he might throw in a couple dimes here and there he'll have a couple missed throws for sure this much we know but yeah i mean there's a lot of uncertainty with the cowboys right now um every, every year is their year but uh, you know a lot of people thought this was their year and Dak going down certainly hurts but even without him, they just don't look great. Um, brought a lot of big free agents on the defense to try to shore up, and that hasn't panned out so far. So, yeah, uh, don't have a – actually, I do have a best bet. I take that back. I'm taking the Vikings uh, far and away. You know, that line could be 10 for me, and I'd probably still take the Vikes. So I'm, I'm hammering Vikes this week. Yeah, I was going to say we have two big best bets this week, me and Mace, both – 
agree on one. We have Minnesota Vikings at minus seven. If you can snag it now on your best books, we have them over the Cowboys. I easily as well. This line should clearly be, I think, 10, 10 and a half. This Minnesota Vikings team, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, they are the best team in the NFL over the past four weeks. Let that sink in for a second. Oh, I know, I know, I sound crazy. No, check the stats. This team is running away with it across all all types of competition. They are not playing any games. This young defense that was questioned throughout the beginning of the year by everyone, including me, I threw them in the trash bag earlier this year. I didn't think they would do what they've done. And over these last four games, it has not been a fluke. Kirk Cousins, not playing amazing. What can you expect? He's not a great quarterback. Dalvin Cook put the load on his shoulders. And Zimmer is just great coach all around. Knows how to run a scheme, especially for Dalvin Cook in that offense. They are getting it running, and it is looking great. And that defense, so young, agile, and athletic. But they lack the experience and the skill, especially under that playbook. But guess what? Mike Zimmer did it. You know, great coach. He has a lot of coaching history across the board, you know, and he's done well, and he's doing well this year with them. They've really turned things around. Uh, And with that being said, I see this being as a blowout game, at least a 10-point game at minimum. Dallas is just playing horrible. 0-4 on the road this season. They're 1-8 against the spread. Uh, Minnesota 6-1 against the spread this year. 7-1 against the spread at home versus Dallas all time. This is a blowout game. Andy Dalton will be back, but regardless of that, you know, he got hurt last time, and, you know, nobody stuck up for him. Let's be honest. It, it was a joke and an embarrassment for the Cowboys organization all around from top to bottom. It was just absolutely pathetic, and that's what this season has been. And you expect that guy to come back and start as your quarterback and feel comfortable back there? No, I highly doubt that. Like I said, best bet, locked in, Minnesota minus seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a boys fan, but that hurt to watch, seeing Dalton go down and nobody take up for him. Agreed. So that, that kind of just sums up the Cowboys' year. It, I'll probably go bet against them every game for the rest of the year. So that pretty much tells you all you need to know about this game. Yes, sir. All right, next up we have the Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders plus eight at home. Over under on that game, 57. We, we might have a revenge game for the Chiefs here. You know, early on in the season... Raiders kind of shocked everybody, finished off the undefeated record for the Chiefs. But Raiders are a tough team to read. Um, they've had some really good games, and they've had some weird kind of bad games. And Derek Carr, I think he's he's definitely overperformed this year. Um, maybe not by his standards, but that offensive wide receiver core is anything to run home about, man. You got Aguilar, your bona fide wide receiver one. Ruggs. Ruggs. Is, he's showing up. He's more of a decoy, it seems like, at this point in time. He's a speed guy. He'll take the top off. But, yeah, I mean, Jacobs, he'll do his thing. He's going to run. He's not a great pass catcher in the backfield. But this is this is an interesting one. Um, I, I like Chiefs here, but I, I don't have a strong pull either one way or the other on that line. But we do have a best bet alert from ring, my co-host. Ring, ring. Let's talk about it. Bucking it again. Oh, man. Well, I was one of the few people that not only took the Raiders and the money line, and uh, the spread earlier this year against the Chiefs, but I actually took them on the money line. Some call me crazy. Some call me a degenerate. Call me what you will, but I know my gambling. And uh, these Raiders, man, it's not that I necessarily want to ride them twice in a row this year against Kansas City. 
But I just don't see how how the Las Vegas Raiders at home in their new stadium can be receiving eight points from the Chiefs. This team's offense is completely underrated. Their, their run game through Jacobs has been superb this year. It's been mm-hmm. top ten. But the surprising factor is Carr with these receivers. Obviously, Waller's a stud at tight end. Receivers, no super big names. But he has played outstanding. Second best quarterback percentage-wise on third down this year for passing. He has done everything he's needed to to score that football. Defense still very questionable. And a lot of other things about that team that are just in the dark. It's it's very weird. Gruden, Gruden has a way of doing that, though, we've seen. But uh, some key trends out there is... Kansas City 10-5 against the spread versus the Raiders in their last 15 competitions. 4-1 straight up at the Raiders. This is going to be their first game this year also in the new stadium. So, or I'm sorry, yeah, this will be the first. Second game versus the Raiders, first in the new stadium. See how that goes. And, you know, another thing people haven't talked about is that this game is literally for the division pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, if they win this game, they are one game out from division leaders, the Raiders are. So I don't see how John Gruden wouldn't have that squad motivated all the way around. Worth noting is that Raiders, this is a weird year, but the Raiders are getting healthy due to COVID. Their old line's coming back. So, you know, Derek Carr's wife gives the offensive line cookies when Derek Carr doesn't get sacked. She might be baking some cookies this week, you know. Yeah. They're getting healthy again. I'm, I'm not going to say he's not going to get sacked, but he's going to have better protection than he has the last couple of weeks when they've got half their line on the COVID list. I agree. I agree. Uh, one more or two more key trends for you. The Las Vegas Raiders in their last 15 division games are 10-5 and five against the spread. The Kansas City Chiefs are 9-5-1. and one. Hmm. That seems pretty similar to me. And they're giving eight points to the Raiders at home. That's my best bet. Okay, next up, the last game for the week. Monday night, we have the LA Rams visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers minus four at home. Over under on that game, 48 and a half. This is a big Monday night game. We've had some bad Monday night games. You know, it's always yeah. hard at the beginning of the year to predict who's going to be good and who's going to be bad. There's been some bad teams that get primetime games. This isn't the case for me. Bucks. I'm really interested, probably most interested in this game to see who Jalen Ramsey covers most of the game. Agreed. There's a lot of weapons out there. Who do you think? <sighs> the speedster or the big guy? Uh, you know, he did. He shadowed DK and looked pretty he good did. doing it. He did. But Mike Evans hasn't been DK numbers this year. In the red zone, <laughs> he's been good. But outside of that, he's he's been a red zone target. Him and Gronk eating Does he up those. Pick Gronk up at all? Does he pick up the six foot six monster of a tight end? That's a tough one. I could see it happening some, but I don't know. I dark horse. I could see him covering AB, and if not, I could mm-hmm. see an AB breakout game this week. Okay. Fantasy yeah. purposes, I think this might be a start AB game. Um, I think there's gonna be a lot of points in this game if the Rams can get that offense going. Bucks, you know, they didn't look great first week with all the new weapons against New Orleans. They that was a really bad game for them. It was. But they're picking it up. Um. Yeah, this this is going to be a good game, I think. Yeah, easily I think this will be the best game of the week. I, on the other hand, I can see a big scoring game. I, I do think this one might go a little bit more on the underside, not saying to take the under or over. Uh, if I had to lean anywhere, I'd, I would take the Bucks at minus four. Uh, they're bo- both teams are coming off a big win. Rams just beat Seattle. Bucks just had it. 
a good game and a good win for them. Uh, they're two of the best defenses in the league mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. They're both very uh, run heavy, more so the Rams, but they both run, which is interesting, a power run scheme. So the Rams running a similar scheme to Tampa Bay is a little scary when the Rams have to play Tampa Bay's D because both teams do have a very good defense, but Tampa Bay, number one run defense in the league. But let's not discount the Bucks have to go against Aaron Donald. Okay. And th- could this possibly be the week that Ronald Jones gets off the leash? In the past, anytime he makes a mistake, you see him out and Leonard Fournette in, Personally, I'd like to see a healthy mixture of both, but they you know they lean real heavily one way or the other each game, and I think this is going to be an interesting run game because both teams like to run the ball, and it's both the other team's defensive strength. It could be interesting. I think Rams, you're going to have to see Jared Goff make some plays, and I think Brady, he's going to have to throw it downfield some. I agree. I think uh, the defenses will really show out. In my opinion, I think Tampa's will show out just a little bit more. Goff being... I hate to say it, man. I think he is a little overrated as a quarterback than people think. His QBR, other statistics for him, he's just not the guy to necessarily get it done. Now, Sean McVay being the creative genius he is and, you know, Goff having at least heart. You know, he gets out there, he plays well, and he performs when he needs to. But that team is is, uh, really lacking some things on offense, I'd like to say. Obviously, they are the number one rushing offense in the league. Great line play, but key, key, key point. Andrew Whitworth, left tackle, starter, been there for years, stud, led the team in pretty much everything, captain of that O-line. He's out. So I don't see how that translates well for their power run scheme. There are rumors that Andrew Whitworth is out due to the birth of his grandkids. Now, I don't know if he's old enough for that, but he's pretty old. Okay. He's been up there. He is. He is an old guy. I believe he's 36 to 38, I believe. Maybe not grandkids, but... Uh, hey, it could be. Hey, I made my, made my mother a grandma at 40, so anything can happen. But uh, uh, definitely the most interesting game of the week. Can't wait to watch it. If I had to go anywhere, like I said, my bet would be on Tampa Bay at the minus four. If it gets any higher than five, I'd leave it alone. Yeah, I like Bucks at minus four as well. All right, love it. Thank you, Degenerates, for tuning into your new home for sports betting podcast. Our podcast, Mad Handicap, was created for all the working men that just don't have the time on their hands to dive headfirst every day into sports. Well, guess what? We're here for you all day, every day. And who doesn't love to watch sports and love to make a little cash while sitting on their ass? <laughs> Am I right? Tired of your wife nagging you about your gambling problem? Well, shit. We'll help you turn your luck around and teach you how to beat the book, and you can bet on that. So just stay tuned weekly. We'll have at least minimum one episode here for you for the upcoming sports week. Uh, We'll try to put out two and as much content as we can. You can find us on Twitter at MadHandicap3, M-A-D-H-A-N-D-I-C-A-P-3. You can also check our website out, MadHandicapping.com, and tune into the podcast where we'll give weekly and daily updates on all those sources for all sports betting across all platforms thank y'all so much and tune in next week have a good one degenerates